helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. As cold and flu season approaches, it's important to get ready for the sneezing and scratchy throats and coughs and the fevers of winter. And children, in particular, are susceptible to catching colds and things because they're in school all day with other children that are sneezing and coughing as well. My guest today is Dr. Michelle Bender. She's a pediatrician with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bender. So let's talk first about susceptibility and the immune system. And and are some people and children just more susceptible to catching colds and flus? Uh, Definitely younger kids, they tend to put their hands in their eyes, nose, and mouth frequently, and they tend to mouth objects and share uh, their secretions with other kids sitting next to them and on their toys and stuff like that. So they definitely tend to spread germs a little more easily than some older kids and adults. So um, the other thing is that they also have more colds, so their mucous membranes are disrupted, and then they're more susceptible to getting another one. Okay, so they're in school. Let's start with, and even in people that go to work every day, you're in an office. And again, those places are big, huge germ capsules. So what can you do to start to prevent and or build up your immune system so hopefully you don't catch as many? Well, exactly. If you're healthy to begin with and your immune system is working optimally, even if you did come down with something, hopefully it wouldn't be as severe or take as long to get rid of. So you definitely need to take care of yourself, eat a very healthy diet with plenty of fruits and vegetables. Uh, You need to get plenty of sleep. And uh, a lot of studies have shown that Americans tend to not get enough sleep. So that's a big one. Um, And um, then, you know, hand washing um, is also important. Uh, You can use... Uh, good old soap and water, um, and if that's not available, uh, you can use, um, you know, waterless soaps, but you just have to be careful if it dries out your hands too much. Um, you could also be susceptible to germs through the breaks in your skin. Dr. Bender, you're a pediatrician, and I'm quite sure a lot of parents come to you wanting an antibiotic right away when their children start sniffling and sneezing. How do you know the difference between the cold and the flu, and when you get an antibiotic and when you do not? That is a million-dollar question. So um, as pediatricians, our responsibility is to really use antibiotics only when there's a bacterial infection. So we do look for certain types of secondary infections, meaning that you start out with a virus, but um, over time another infection develops uh, something like a... uh, ear infection or a bronchial infection like a pneumonia, sometimes a conjunctivitis or an eye infection. Um, You can also get some skin infections around the nose if you're rubbing it too much. So those types of things we do usually treat with antibiotics. Um, Strep throat is another one that we generally treat with antibiotics to prevent complications. But a regular upper respiratory infection that can have fever, green mucus, and cough and can persist for up to two weeks is not something that we generally treat with antibiotics. 
there are so many products on the market, airborne and vitamin D and vitamin C and things that we're not sure if we should be giving our children to help build up their immune system or at the first sign of a cold. What do you think about some of those things? Well, the most recent studies have shown that over-the-counter products like pseudofedrin and uh, dextromethorphan, which are cough suppressants and decongestants, um, really do not uh, work that great for kids. And not only that, um, we tend to overdose. Maybe mom gave a dose, didn't tell dad. Dad gives another dose by mistake. Um, or kids get into it in the cabinet and drink it when they're not supposed to. So um, we have gotten away from using a lot of those products. Um, there are studies that show that honey works just as well or any kind of thick um, uh, liquid like that would work just as well with coughing as uh, over-the-counter cough treatments. Um, I also like to recommend essential oils um, like eucalyptus or peppermint, which you can put some drops into a mister, and uh, that can help open up the nasal passages and help with some coughing as well. Um, you can use some Vicks, which we never want to use on the mucous membranes directly, but you can put it on the chest or feet, and that can be helpful for some kids. Um, and then just drinking plenty of fluids and having a more upright position can also uh, be effective for kids. As far as vitamin C and D, uh, they are not harmful, so I think that that's a reasonable approach. Um, there are mixed studies on that. So it may help you, but it may not, but it probably won't hurt you. I do love that action of, I hate when my kids are sick, but I love putting that Vicks on is a very motherly thing to do. It really is just rubbing it on their little chest so that they can breathe easier. And that's such great advice. Now, a big question parents ask themselves, Dr. Bender, every single time a child is sick, do they go to school or do they not? When do you as a pediatrician recommend a child stay home from school? A cough, a sniffling, nose, sneezing, what prompts staying home? Well, definitely a fever of over a hundred and a half. Um, you should be home because you're probably contagious during that time. Um, then after that, I really think you have to kind of go by how the child feels. If you have a kid who has, you know, some runny nose and coughing but is eating well, drinking well, sleeping well, I think it's perfectly reasonable to attend um, school, daycare, or whatever activities they normally do. Uh, if, you, if you wanted to stay home, you know, every time that you had that, for some kids that would be the whole entire winter. So that's just not going to work out. Um, so I think you have to use your judgment a bit. Even if you don't have fever, but you're really uncomfortable, uh, cranky, and whatever activity you have won't be fun anyway, then I think that you might as well stay home for that one. If your child gets the flu, and we'll have a minute to talk about the flu vaccine, but if your okay. child does get the flu, yes. do you still recommend Tamiflu? Are we still giving any kind of an antiviral for this to lessen some of the severity? Well, um, that's a good question. Um, we, we try to reserve using Tamiflu for only those people that really have an underlying condition that might predispose them to having more severe complications from the flu. 
So, uh, for instance, someone who has asthma or a diabetic, um, someone who has um, any type of immune-suppressing um, medication, um, or if they seem to be having a complicated course with the flu, like a very severe uh, pneumonia or something like that. But um, for the average person with influenza, um, we try not to use the Tamiflu. Tamiflu does have um, side effects. The one that I see the most with Tamiflu is nausea and vomiting, which just adds insult to injury. And it really doesn't work that well. It, it doesn't take the flu away. It may lessen the course by a day or two, but it doesn't really get rid of it the way you, you, know, you would want, uh, for instance, an antibiotic to get rid of a bacterial infection. Unfortunately, it just, it just doesn't work as well as we'd like it to. And uh, most of the time, the side effects um, don't outweigh the risks of using the medication. So now what about the flu vaccine this year? If our kids are getting this vaccine and if adults are getting this vaccine, is it going to cover what you're seeing as a pediatrician? Well, <clears throat> flu season, um, it hasn't started yet here in the Northeast. So um, unfortunately, we, we won't know for a while. Um, I figure it's always a good idea to get it because uh, even if it's not affected for all the strains, it should hopefully give you some immunity. Um, last year, we had a vaccine that did not match the strains of flu very well, and uh, we did have quite a number of flu cases. Thank God not too many uh, were very severe. But um, this year, you know, we're, we hopefully changed the vaccine a little bit, and it will cover for our flu strains a little bit better, but it remains to be seen. In just the last minute, Dr. Bender, give us your very best advice for hopefully preventing some of the germs and the colds and flus that are just going to go around for our little ones and for ourselves and why we should come to Summit Medical Group for care. Well, of course, if you should come to Summit Medical Group because we have all kinds of uh, generalists and specialists who can take care of the needs of the entire family. And we have an electronic health record that goes throughout our group. So um, all our doctors can be in excellent communication with each other and provide the highest level of care. So Summit Medical Group definitely is number one in New Jersey, and I think we should all be um, bringing our whole families here. As far as preventing uh, illness, I think that, again, um, using common sense, um, you know, dressing warmly when it's cold outside and trying not to share food or drinks with uh, your neighbors or friends and trying not to put your hands in your eyes, nose, or mouth whenever possible. Um, hand washing is always good. And um, I think that for um, the, the uh, parents that are taking care of their kids, if they can try to Again, avoid putting the hands in the eyes, nose, and mouth and use really great hand washing. You might be able to prevent it from spreading from kid to kid or from kid to parent, which would be nice. Thank you so much. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.